There is no one person who could ever say that in life they have never found themselves dealing with bullshit. (laughs) Rather, that's the shit you deal with with your family, your friends, finding love, or getting your coins. I'm your host, Kenya Nicole, everybody's favorite big sis, and this is On Your Shit Podcast, where the strangest shit bring us into our power and help us fulfill great missions. Join me for those hard-to-muster conversations, expressions of life lessons, along with special guests as we work together to own our shit. Own Your Shit Podcast, presented by Stronger Than My Struggles. Hey guys, it's your girl Kenya, everybody's favorite big sis, and we are back with another episode of On Your Shit Podcast. And today, I have my special guest, who's also my special sister, Shayla Natasha, here with me today. Um, I have known Shayla since Kayla was five years old, and now Kayla is getting ready, you guys, to graduate high school. She's class of 2023, right? Yes, right. <laughs> so she and I go way back, and so I want you to just take a moment and introduce yourself to the people. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm Shayla Natasha, as she said. Um, not only do I have that 17-year-old Kayla, but I have a 10-year-old Layla and a 5-year-old Jayla. We dub ourselves the Aylas. <laughs> um, you know, working single mom of three, recently new divorcee, and I'm just living life and letting life take me to its limits. Okay. And so as you guys know, I shared on social media that we have coined this episode right here. It's the end of the year. And this episode has been coined, let that shit go. Because as we embark upon the new year, I think it is imperative and it's extremely important that we don't take things with us into the new year. And I saw one of my Facebook friends posted and was saying how her grandmother always said that when the year ends, you should, you know, clean your house and don't go into the new year with dirty clothes and things like that. You should make sure you got a clean house and clean out your heart and clean everything. And so I am here to encourage you that whatever took place, because we all experienced a lot in 2022. And um, this episode is all about you making sure that as you embark upon this new year, the year 2023, that whatever you need to leave behind, you leave it behind. Whatever you need to let go of, you let that shit go. And you get ready to just take on your new journey like the song um erica badu have called bag lady bag lady oh, yeah you gonna hurt your back dragging all those bags like that come on <laughs> listen and so when you hold on and harbor all this stuff you or basically representing being like a, a bag lady or for the fellas out there, a bag man. You can't get to your next place. You can't get to your next destination in life because you're carrying a bunch of shit with you that you really need to let go. And so as we speak on the things of letting go, Shayla, I want you to... T- 
tell us a little bit about what 2022 has been for you. As you shared previously, uh, when you introduced yourself, you told the people that you are now a single mom, but you most recently went through a divorce. Yeah, I was married for, well, we were together for a damn near a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, we share four beautiful daughters together. Um, we were a blended family. I had my own before I came into the relationship and so did he. And we just kind of blended it all together. But as we begin to grow and try to build, we just weren't meshing, meshing, you know, and we couldn't go anywhere. We were still stuck at the foundation stage. I'm trying to build a skyscraper. I'm trying to get to the Empire State, you know, what I'm <laughs> trying to get to. And we just weren't getting there with each other. So we've outgrew each other and I had to let that shit go. Mm-hmm. I had to let it go. As much as I wanted to hold on to it, and especially for the sake of our girls, I had to let it go because I couldn't be a, a good mom for them if I wasn't a better Shayla for me. And let me tell y'all something. For those of you that don't quite know my sister, my sister is a Susie homemaker. <laughs> <laughs> She's a Susie homemaker. She's a really good mother. She's a really great wife. And I know how supportive of a spouse she was. I know how hard she worked to um, hold her her blended family together. Well, first of all, to mesh her blended family into one and then work to try and hold her family together. So to the women out there that may be listening, that may find themselves at that crossroads to where they're debating on do I continue to fight or do I let this shit go? Like, at what point was it for you in the relationship or in the marriage that you knew that it was really time for you to just let it go? When I felt that I would come home and sit in my driveway sometimes and be like, do I really want to go in here? Or if I felt like, oh, I'm tired, but I'm just going to go to Walmart because I don't want to feel like, I don't feel like going home. You know, and when I started having those ill will feelings, and you just, I just started to feel unappreciated and undervalued and, you know, things as such. And when you start to have those feelings, it's like, and it's all the time. And then, you know, not to mention 101 ways you're thinking in your head to kill your husband, but you're not going to do it. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> she didn't mean that. People. I didn't mean that. <laughs> it was, you know, but just, just, you know, that feeling when you, when you start to feel that way. It's like, who doesn't want, if you, your home is your sanctuary. That's right. And you should want to go home. You should want to go home. That's your sanctuary. That's your peace. They always say, home is where the heart is. My heart just wasn't there. It wasn't there. And, you know, and I harbored those feelings for a long time where it started to take a toll on me and a toll on my family where I was lashing it out and taking it out on them. And it just got to the point where I said, you know what, this ain't going to work for me no more. And I think we just had a breaking point with each other. We went on one last family vacation Mm -hmm. and, you know, he was doing some things and I was doing some things and they just all came to a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They just all came abruptly and Mm -hmm. came up front and we just said, when we get back home, this is it. You going your way and I'm going mine. And it was, it's such. And I mean, and and we've had, we've we've done this. Mm -hmm. Even after that trip, we tried to say, okay, we're going to make it work. It just didn't work. We'll make it work for about two weeks. And it's like, uh-uh, I just can't do this shit. I got, not no more. And then we, we, you know, we separate. And then we just realize at this point, like, you know what? This ain't for me. This is toxic. You know? And and I hear, and then that that's the thing right there, what you said, it, this is toxic. Right. Do you believe that perhaps the relationship 
was rooted in a place to where when you were probably in an unhealed space and you were more attracted to that relationship because of the space you were in because I know that you have gone on your own personal transformational journey I mean from mind body soul I've watched you go through this journey right and I know for me when I decided that it was time for me to really like unpack my shit and when you unpack your shit sometimes you have to look at the shit that you had that you were packing that you were packing along and identify it and say oh well this is why I did this oh well this relationship for me was like oh well this relationship was really rooted in a place of my trauma and now that I am no longer in a place of traumatic pain where now I'm in this place of healing and being triumphant I'm reevaluating the people that I'm connected to from the the people that I I trauma bonded with like those relationships and sometimes we think they only are the relationships we have with a lover but a lot of times it comes in other other areas of life as well so for you do you think that as you begin to heal were you doing the healing work and then your spouse was not so much willing to do the healing work? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I realize when, you know, we get comfortable when you're in a relationship, a marriage or, or a situation or whatever the case may be, and you get comfortable, you get comfortable. And sometimes you let your own self go. Mm-hmm. You get caught up in work, the children, and sometimes you don't necessarily put forth work so much work into your relationship or into yourself mm-hmm. and you know and I do admit after having I've birthed three babies two of them be a c-section I put on a lot of weight you can't tell now but I got some befores <laughs> you'd be like damn <laughs> you know and hey you look good sis. well thank you thank you you look absolutely amazing thank you and you know and I felt like I had to work on myself you know in order to be a better wife to him like maybe maybe this ain't what he want to look at every day you know and I did the work for myself and got myself as going into that transition I don't believe it's what he wanted mm-hmm. you know I'm like listen I need to be drinking me some protein shakes and drinking me some sugar free crystal light and you know he want me to eat fried chicken it's like do you want me to stay in this space or do you want me to to better myself because mm-hmm. not only for you for us I mean and then not even to mention you know with him as well, with his battles and stuff that he went through, I was supportive and I just felt like I didn't receive the same support back. You know, if, if you got a health issue going on, I'm going to go do the research, I'm going to read, I'm going to do Google, Encyclopedia, Wikipedia, whatever, you know. And that has to be that has to be hard on someone's spouse or significant other to see their health taking a toll on them and you literally fighting with them about no you don't need to eat that right because that's not good for your blood pressure right or no you don't you need to not put that much salt on your food or no we're not going to do anything fried and you're wanting them to do this because you know that this is going to create longevity in their life and then you, you you're having to kind of like slowly walk Watch them do things to be harmful to themselves because, right. and and food can be a, a real addiction. It was but my it's, addiction. Yeah, but yeah. it's not like a drug addiction. It's it's a you know drug addiction or alcohol addiction is totally different right. when food is like legal right. on all aspects and it's nothing anybody can do about it to tell you you know what well, you've ate enough or you've had enough and. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And then be on standby watching that. And then you know what the outcome is going to be. And then to see the outcome later on. And then again. And then again. And it's like, okay, like I I want you to live. I want you to do better for us and these girls. Like, what? You have to want it for yourself. I want it more than you. And even for my own good. Mm-hmm. I knew the steps that I had to take for my own health, which is mm-hmm. why I did what I did. Not for for me, of course, but because I wanted to be there. I wanted to be able to go to my kids' graduations, proms, weddings, and all, all this type of stuff. I wanted to be there for that. Mm-hmm. And I was just expecting the same type of, you know, hope from him to want to do the same. Now, I can't speak on him. I don't know where his mind was thinking, but just on the outside looking in, and I'm sitting here like... Why are you doing this and why are you doing that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, but to each its own. I mean, and that was a big part of it too. It's like, you know, it wasn't like I just, and a lot of people on the outside was thinking like, oh, she lost weight. She doing this and she doing that. That's why she thinks she do. It had nothing to do with Nothing that. at all. Nothing at all. That. We had problems beforehand, you know with a lot of other things that people didn't understand. Pause. True. So people were judging the situation, not knowing the full story, but because they see a physical evolution of you, right? auto assuming that you changing on him because you changing. Exactly. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They may not know that I know that, well, but I know. For the people out there that's listening to this episode <laughs> that had that misconception and that was that's what you perceived was taking place, I want to encourage you to let that shit go because that was not the truth. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that not. wasn't the truth. <laughs> you know, I, listen, sis, we didn't talk. Right. So I know that wasn't the truth. You understand what I'm saying? And and it's, it's hard when you make a conscious decision of the things that you've settled and you've made peace with and you're you're understanding that this no longer serves my greater good this does not this no longer serves me as a person i must let this relationship go i must let this friendship go and then you have to deal with the people on the outside looking at the situation judging the situation just because they were able to see the trailers and the uh, the cut and edited versions right. of your life, right, right. I mean, it was, and it's more, you know, it's more to it than that. Then that's hard, right? That's really hard. And so, in this process, how has this process been for the girls? Well, I would say. We've had our ups and downs. We have mm-hmm. our good days and we have our bad days. Um, my girls are used to us, me and him, working together as a unit. Mm-hmm. So they're used to having us both at home. But towards the end, like I said, when we were getting a little toxic, he would be going at work all the time over the road driving trucks. And and this is where I go back to say, when you know you're done. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes I would be like, I'm coming, oh, I'm coming back home. What? You're... Why? You know, <laughs> why are you coming back right now? You know, and it's just like, why, why, who? And he had to tell me. He told me one day and I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that, that's not cool. He's like, I work with a lot of guys and they be over the road going all the time. Their wives are thrilled for them to come back home. But now my wife, my wife is like, you need to go out there and make some more money. Why are you coming home? And I've just sat back and thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that's really kind of messed up. But it was the way that I felt. I had gotten used to and accustomed to living alone because he was always gone. I got used to making my bed up a certain way, not sharing a bathroom. I got 
not accustomed to being single and I loved it. And I still do love it. Like I always say even now, if I was to ever have a serious relationship or a moving man or something like that, like we would have to have separate rooms and bathrooms. Like you can come over when we do our little hanky panky, but you gotta go to your room after that. <laughs> or like, look, you can be my boyfriend, but you be my boyfriend from your house and I'll be my your girlfriend from my house. For real, sis, that's how you want it. <laughs> so, okay. So I know you, you mentioned the truck driver thing. So to the women or the fellas that may be listening, there may be some guys listening that are truck drivers mm-hmm. and their relationships have not yet gone to that place. Right. And they're, they're wanting to maybe hold on to the relationship. What advice would you give them when it comes to that over the road thing? Because you said after a while of, of him being on the road a lot, you had you had become like accustomed to like him not being there and really comfortable with him not being there. I mean, the only advice that I would give is just be thoughtful. You got to always be thoughtful and mindful of your significant other, whether you're the one on the road or whether you're the one at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, do something to make their day. I like me personally. I like to look at pretty things. Send her some flowers. Send her a thoughtful text message. Surprise her with something nice. Mm-hmm. You can't be there to take her to a concert. Hey, here's two tickets. You and your girlfriend go do X, Y, and Z. Let her know that you're thinking about her. You know, um, you know that 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 would be the best thing that you know that I could recommend to do. But you know, these truck drivers, they be over the road. Look, I'm finna go there. We gonna let it go. Listen, I somebody told me that he had a, a friend. A friend of mine that drives trucks told me about a guy that was his friend that drives trucks. Mm-hmm. He literally said that his friend has like a family in like <laughs> other states. So I'm like, really? But I thought that was like a a, a, cliche, a cliche about truck drivers. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not I don't believe they're all like no, they're that. Not, no, not all. Yeah, you know, there's some good guys out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. There's some good guys still out there. That drive truck. That drive truck. I'm about to dip my back down with You know, um, you know, make make her, but like I said, with those truck drivers, sometimes they're they can have a little uh sneaky eye, you know, a little creepy hands and do other things and you know, and also, you know, in my relationship as well, there was infidelity that played in on both parts. Okay. We both, we both were unfaithful to each other. You know, he was unfaithful to me first and a couple of times and I let that shit go. No, I'm lying. I didn't let it go. I, I kept was just going to say no, not no, really. I didn't let it go. I kept it, I kept it close, but I tried to forget about it, but it was always there. there. And then once I got my own confidence back and I'm just like, girl, you are smart. You are strong. You you work. You have a strong work ethic, and you are beautiful. You ain't gotta take this shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's plenty of men out here that would love to have a woman like you, mm-hmm. and you got one here that's not upholding you to where you should be. Yeah, and then I think it it takes me into because you you like you said it happened, and then you you held on to it and was trying to still navigate work through it, but it's like okay, you didn't strike the iron now. Nah. Now the iron is hot, mm-hmm. and you don't know when I'm gonna strike back. It it makes me think about, excuse me, it makes me think about that song. I can't remember who the artist is. 
It says something about give him a taste of his own medicine. Whatever the song is, I remember when that song came out, I made a post and I was like, sis, if you got to give him a taste of his own medicine, you need to let him go because mm-hmm. he's making you sick. Oh, boy. He's, yeah. he's, he's making you sick. If you got to take some medicine and give him a dose of it, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He's making you sick. So how... Okay, so experiencing what you've experienced, so you know now, like, cheating is really a deal breaker for you, and it's best to, like, I I commend and I applaud people that are able to stay in the relationship gotta have after it happens, because yeah. I, I'm i unable, <laughs> I'm, seriously, right. because it does something mentally and emotionally, and it, and it takes, like, real hard work mm. to rebuild the trust, and it's like taking a glass mirror and throwing it on the ground and it's shattered into all of these pieces and now you have to try to piece this mirror back to what it originally was again and no matter how hard you work to piece it back together it's still gonna look fractured Mm -hmm. it's still gonna look and it's hard and so for those of you that are out there that have been able to forgive the infidelity and you guys are able to work through it you are one of a kind to me because I truly commend you because I'm I'm unable, mm-hmm. and that's just me being true. You cheat on me, it's over with. You're gone, <laughs> and, and that's the end of it. Like end the story. it's in the story yeah. because now I, I have to be suspicious of everything you do, and I don't want to feel like I need to turn into the FBI just to be loved. Right, and I was that wife. I was that wife. He know it, but he'll know it now. <laughs> I was that wife after <laughs> I. Tune- What's up? <laughs> I'm gonna edit that. <laughs> You know, I, I was that wife, like, after I had caught him a couple of times, he don't know it, but sometimes I would be See like, why we didn't go live? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would I would go through that phone when he'd be sleeping just to check, make sure. Oh, okay. Okay. You know. I, would, I went through a phone before. It was after the, once the trust is gone. And it takes you into this space where you are extremely suspicious, mm-hmm. especially if you lose trust with a man that does not put in the necessary work to rebuild the trust. I right. think that um, those that have been able to now, there are those who are just choosing to settle. We're gonna keep it real, right? Right. They they, they out there. Mm-hmm. They're just like they're comfortable with one another, and they just want to stay because. They think about how long they've invested the years, and, and so they're used to his seasonal indiscretions or her seasonal indiscretions. Right. And then there are those that actually put the work in to salvage the relationship. Um, that takes like a lot of work. Right. But when you are choosing to stay, and the person that you have given grace. and you say I'm gonna forgive you because I love you Mm -hmm. and I want to give you another chance to make this right with me right um it's hard when they're not willing to do the necessary things to restore the trust right so when 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 you're making that conscious decision to stay and nothing is being it's just like for me in my past relationship, <clears throat> mm-hmm. when I stayed, I had to get real with myself. 
I kind of stayed because I wanted the other woman to know that she couldn't break us up. She didn't win. And she didn't win. And so, at the end of the day, I was like, well, goddamn, uh, you ain't winning either because he's still sneaking and calling her. And I got to go through your phone to see if you're sneaking and calling, mm-hmm. if you're looking to meet up and when you're trying to connect with this person again, like I can't live like that. And it disturbs your mental and mm-hmm. your peace. And that's how I am. Like I'm very big now on my peace. Listen, my peace is everything. Mm-hmm. And if you think you're going to come in here and threaten and disrupt my peace, you got another thing coming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. You have another thing come, but it's hard when I think about it. And, and when I was in that space, it was so hard. And the reason it was so hard is because it, it takes two people to make any type of relationship work. It it's has, to, it takes two. Yeah. Somebody posted the other day on Facebook. <laughs> they know who I'm talking to. Yeah, my nail is missing. <laughs> they made a post and they said um, to the women, tell us why you can't keep a man. Oh. That was the most ignorant, sexist, remark I had ever read and I started to reevaluate the men that are on my timeline I'm like okay did I send you a friend request when I was my broken self because now I'm reassessing them even the men that I talk to socially because I don't want to be connected to men with that type of mindset right that I gotta see your toxic stuff coming up and down my timeline because who in their right mind actually thinks that it is the woman's job and the woman's job only to make a relationship work? Right. It takes two. It takes two. It takes two. I mean, you know, even if it was only one person that, you know, broke that relationship into the mirror pieces, it's going to take both of y'all to put it back together. Mm -hmm. Because you... You got to earn her trust back or, mm-hmm. or his trust back. Mm-hmm. And then the other party, you know, has to be able to accept, mm-hmm. accept what they're trying to give back to you. So it does take two on mm-hmm. both ends. And it's like, and they have to be able to receive that and want it. You know, sometimes you don't. Okay. So enough about okay. relationships, yeah. you know. <laughs> What type of, what things in your own, like, I know because when we were talking earlier, you mentioned that um, the thing about being a wife and a mother and wearing all these hats, and I know for me too, wearing all these hats and having to do all of these uh, different tasks and assignments and having these responsibilities for everybody. It's easy to lose yourself in all of that. Mm -hmm. So where, where did you find yourself having to say, okay, I'm going to have to let some of this shit go for Shayla so that Shayla can embark upon who Shayla is and who Shayla is evolving into. Well, as I said before, I have three kids. I got what? One is a cheerleader, one is a dancer, one that want to play soccer. So they pull me in all different type of directions. And of course, my, my youngest ones, they like, I think with the whole divorce situation, they've become a little bit more clingy. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I can't even go to the bathroom. It's little fingers underneath the door. I'm just like, oh my God. When I found myself hiding in my closet mm-hmm. to give me a break or hiding in my car for like five minutes of mommy time, I'm like, I got to let that shit go. I got to try to do something for me. 
I have been without feeling guilty about without feeling it. guilty about it. Of course, I don't do things for me. Typically, I do things for me when it's at night after I have done all my mommy duties and I have accomplished all and checked off all my lists. I have helped with homework. I have been laundry, combed hair, everything is when I'm like, okay, you know what? Mama gonna go out for her cocktail. Mm -hmm. Mama might go out and go listen to her little music or Zodico or something like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You know. Mama may want to go out and do her little a little two step or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, every now and then, and that keeps me balanced. Like I have to have a social life outside of just my kids and socializing with people at work. At work, that's yeah. right. You, you know, I have to, and it keeps me balanced, and it keeps me, you know, going where, and it helps my mental. And I was just telling my mom this the other day. She was like, "Girl, you be you be gone, da da. da. I be gone." But you best believe everything, all my ducks in a row before I leave. And I said, mm -hmm. I can't socialize with no kids all day long because it ain't good for my mental. It is not. It is not. And for me, I finally had a season of where I said, you know, for the month of December, I'm saying no. I said no to a lot of work projects. No to, because I'm like, I can hit the ground running come 2023, right. but I'm going to take December and make December some me time right and and thinking that we a lot of times women we have to do so much for so many and we have to show up for everybody mm -hmm. and so i just want to encourage the women out there to let some of that shit go and show up for you okay let some mm -hmm. of that go and show up for you in that order and so what are some of your self-care regimens you'd like to share oh my self-care regimens i have to take care of myself I make sure I, I like to get my eyelashes done. I make sure that I get a pedicure every two weeks. Um, and most importantly, I make sure that I take out just carving out of my day. Mm -hmm. I take a nap every day. I take a 30 minute power nap every mm -hmm. day. Like that's like a given. And it just, it helps me. Listen, I had to realize that <laughs> naps were like really good for the soul. <laughs> and I would feel guilty like if I was sleepy, but my body is telling me you need to rest. Yeah. You need to take a break. And so I've I've tapped in and kind of taken my self-care to another level. Um, I've started going to like the chiropractor just to get the body mm -hmm. realigned. Um, I love the spa. I love, you know, I had a I have a client, Miss Hill. Shout out Miss Hill. And she's one of our proud sponsors. Mm -hmm. We're stronger than our struggles. And so um she would send me these gift cards to go and get a massage and mm -hmm. she was just like out of the blue she was like you work so hard do something for you this is just me letting you know to do something mm -hmm. for you and so with her even just doing that i started initiating it on my own as well and saying okay i'm gonna take my massage up a level you know i normally go to massage envy but now i like to go to the massage spots inside of the hotels they're just mm -hmm. really really amazing and just taking out that time to do that and then another thing i found that really it's really good it's just meditating mm -hmm. um i meditate to the point to where my son mimics me when I <laughs> when I meditate, but it's so good. Even um, have you watched um, the Best Man Final Chapter? I have not, but I okay. said I was gonna watch it during during my little winter break. But I got so caught up with Christmas and mm -hmm. the holiday. However, 
I'm gonna be off a neck for the next couple of days. And I said I'm gonna make yeah, sure when I'm you gonna... watch it, you're gonna end up binge. Excuse me, you're gonna end up binging it anyway and watching <laughs> all of you. You're gonna not be able to turn off the next episode. You're gonna, gonna wanna watch that. it to the point. But I brought it up because there's an there's like several episodes mm -hmm. where Harper's wife, um, Robin, she has moments where she's like she's tapping into herself. She's taking moments and she's breathing and she's just checking in with her. And it just reminded me that we need to always take moments to just check in with you and being true to you. Like, when was the last time you checked in with you? like really checked in with you to to make sure that you feel grounded and you feel centered and you feel you know you're feeling as though you're being valued like you're feeling as though you know you're in alignment like with purpose like mm -hmm. and you're just not existing and doing things to where life feels like a hamster on the wheel that's just going and going and going but going nowhere fast. And so that's one of the things that I loved about watching um, the Best Man Final Chapters was constantly seeing Robin check in with herself. And I, I just felt like they did that intentionally for us uh, women of color, Black women, mm -hmm. because we are so much to so many mm -hmm. and we minimize how much we need to be to ourselves. And so for before we go into the new year, that behavior let that shit go yeah yeah that's one of the things put that on your list of things to let go okay we do and we we overextend ourselves too mm -hmm. i mean and even just just the holidays for a moment we you got to make sure this is the, mm -hmm. you want to go get all these gifts for not only just your kids for other people. other people you cooking one kid may want this dish but uncle charlie wants you to make this dish you know you're trying to accommodate everybody and then it's like, and then afterward, you just tired. You tired as hell. I don't even want to eat the shit that I didn't cook because I didn't made it. Made it. I'm tired now. You, you know? know, for, <laughs> and let me tell you something. For Thanksgiving, I was so overwhelmed. I didn't even comb my hair the next day. I just threw on whatever because I was so tired. Right. And I wanted to give my mom a break and just really, like, it's not a lot of people that like cook in my mm -hmm. family. And I wanted to let my mom have that break because it was her birthday. Yeah. Every other year, every few years, her birthday falls on Thanksgiving. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make her be the one standing up in the kitchen and cooking. But girl, I was so wore out. But I told myself, I said, Christmas? I ain't doing that for Christmas. <laughs> I know that's right. I ain't doing that for Christmas. I utilize boundaries. Yeah. And boundaries are a beautiful thing. I let it be known, hey, I love everybody and I want to see us do this. But if we're not gonna, if, if we're not all gonna pull our weight in this area and that area, then we're not gonna do that. Because you you're right. We love our family so much mm -hmm. that sometimes we bite off way more then we can chew. We commit ourselves to more than we should commit ourselves to. And then we don't hold others to a, a, um, a standard as to what to do. Like you said, cooking something that may be something for your child. And then you got Uncle Charlie wants you to fix this over here. And just being able, I don't know if you've seen, I made a post on social media um, that said what, what boundaries look like for the holidays. Yeah, I've seen that. And it was like, I would love to make that dish, 
But however, my schedule won't allow it, and my waistline won't tolerate. <laughs> right? You know, and sometimes just being to able to. And sometimes you have to say that, like, or say, like my dad always says to me, "I I know, I am like a, not an overachiever, but I just try to accommodate everybody. I want everybody to be happy, and I don't want one person to think I'm doing more for the other, and I'm not trying to accommodate them." My dad said, "You know what? You instead of saying no, he goes, you're a pleaser. You like to say." Yes, 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 yes. And then after you say yes, 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 he'd be like, God damn, why did I agree to you? Mm-hmm. He said, you got to start saying, instead of saying no, a nice way to say no, that's not going to work for me. Boy, I've been, that's not going to work to me, people to death. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do, well, you know, that's just not going to work for me right now. And I've started mine, I would, I would love to, however. <laughs> right? I would love to, however, <laughs> and just be okay and at peace with, because people don't value, people only value your no mm-hmm. when they don't always get a yes from you. Mm-hmm. They they begin to value the no when you don't always say yes, because when you always say yes, now when you finally say no, it's like, what? how yeah. dare you? Yeah. Exactly. Why would you insult me like that? Because they're so used to you always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. But yeah, uh, uh-uh. we letting that go. <laughs> we saying no for the twenty twenty three. It's not working for us. No. We would love to listen. <laughs> However, <laughs> in that order. Now, since you have gone through, you've transitioned. From being married, divorcee, are you how's dating? Are you <laughs> dating, or have you just did you go through the the process of your your healing and then say I, I need now I'm ready to date, or did you kind of just be like I've been healing the whole time I was hurting that and- part. <laughs> that because part. that's doable. Yeah, I didn't know that that was doable until. I spoke with the therapist and she was like, you can, you can have both. You can do both. Um, some people do both, but if you feel that you need to do this one first then do that one first, but it helps some people to heal. Right. So how has that journey been for you? I've been enjoying it. I have, I mean, it's new to me. Um, even like, you know, like even with the text and like, Lord, how mercy, I'm not a texter. And I sometimes even overanalyze the text. What did he just say? And then it don't even be meaning what I thought it meant. And I think texting is poor communication. Yeah. Because you don't know the tone in which it was delivered. You can't really say how they're saying what they're what they're saying. Right. It could be not um, yeah, let's do that on Wednesday, but I don't want to do it this Wednesday. Let's do it next Wednesday. But the, and then, but you read it. Nah, I ain't doing that Wednesday. Or you read it like, oh, he trying to put me off. You know, that's how I be. You know, yeah. and then he, I have to. He say, rejected me. Yeah, and then I'll be like, what? Then I'll call. What? No, no, that's not what I meant. Well, what did you mean? Listen, don't text me no more, player. Call me, player. I need to hear the tone in your voice. Yeah, because tone matters, and you understand how it's being d- delivered. Right. I had a guy that texts me, and I, you know, bless his elderly soul, I guess. Elderly. <laughs> I didn't know it is. <laughs> but the man texts me everything in capitalized letters. And I was like, so are you screaming are at you me? Are you shouting this to me? Yeah. the mountaintop? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't screaming. My cap lock was on. I was like, okay. So me and you both know texting is just not 
not your thing. Right. Don't text me. Right. right. Yeah, but, but I think texting is like when I think texting is like not good communication. No, and I'm a, I'm more of an intimate person, mm-hmm. and I wanna. I want to. I don't want you to tell me LOL in the text. I don't want to see you laughing on the text. I want to hear it. I want to hear you laugh. If I say something corny, I want to hear you. You know, yeah. Me. I don't want to read an authentic conversation. Yes, you know that's how I am. I'm a little bit more traditional. So I mean, I I'm not a texter, so I'm getting used to the whole text thing. But I, I let them know, like I'm not a texter, so. If I don't reply back right away, and I'm not going to read no whole paragraph or no text when you could have called and told me that in 30 seconds. Listen, because <laughs> you should just say, call you right back, available to talk at five. Text me that. Right. But when we're getting ready to the dialogue, you need to pick up the phone and call me. And then if you're an iPhone user, you can FaceTime me. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> even better. I like that. Though. Yes. I virtual, love that. It's like a virtual day. But I heard that now you can... um you can uh, FaceTime Android users. You just have to send them a link. Or yes, something. that or if they do not have a iPhone, because I'm a brand new iPhone user, by the way. I've been an Android user for years. I've just joined the iPhone team about 30 days ago, so I'm getting used to it. But even with the Android, they had an app called like Google Duo. I think they dubbed mm-hmm. it now Meet. And even if you have an Android or a um, iPhone, you just download the app and you can still, you know, video chat with each other. Yeah, but now that iPhone has it where you can send that person a link now mm. and then y'all can FaceTime that's like even, that. That's, that's even better. Even, yeah, that's right. even better because nobody better. want all them apps on their phone. No, taking all the storage. But um, have, what has your experience been in dating? Because I know, like, for me, mm-hmm. um, and maybe I was dating in the wrong pool, but the pool that I was in at first, at first it seemed like it was probably like a little bit of pee in it. But then it, <laughs> but then I discovered it had like some shit in it too. So, so I had to completely get out of that pool, and I just kind of been standing back like a lifeguard, just kind of like looking and observing. Like for me, when I go out, I'll meet about five different guys. Right mm-hmm. out of those five guys, only one of them is gonna stick. The other one will be full of shit. You know, um, got a girlfriend there, and it's like with me, just be honest with me up front. See, that's some more shit <laughs> we need to let go of as we go into 2023. Some of y'all are way too goddamn old to be out here playing these little simple-minded mm-hmm. games. I think that commitment and relationships are for people who want to be committed and who seriously want to be in a relationship. If you struggle being committed to one person, just be single. Right? Don't 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 utilize individuals, man or woman, because men do it and women do it too. But don't use people as placeholders because you're scared to be alone, but you're not willing to give up your bullshit and do right by one individual. Right. Don't do that to people. Let's give shit like that up coming into 2023. Just be like, hey, I'm a little bit of a hoe. I, I don't want to not be no hoe. I like what I do. Ho, ho, ho is my middle name. <laughs> and if you want to hold with me, we can hold together. Exactly. Just let people know that that's the space that you are in. Because and people will respect right. that. Was, and, then, and then there will be those that gravitate to it. And then there will be those like myself that will say, well, this isn't for me. Right. But to take someone's power to choose away because you want to play games with them is like, really, we're too old for that, people. Right. Let's let that shit go. 
Yeah, I needed. I had to go on a little rant. Oh with no, that one. no, I because I, it's crazy out here. There, there is no reason the dating experience should be the same in my forties as it was oh my in gosh. my twenties. Why? And so are we not growing up? And you know what's funny is that I find the men that are in their forties are so immature, but then we have these little young ones. I've dubbed myself auntie. <laughs> Not auntie. I don't know what it is. These little young guys just keep coming at me like a magnet. And I'm like, how old are you? What? Oh, no. I'm auntie, baby. Auntie can't do nothing. You can't do nothing for auntie. Auntie got three kids and a dog. What can you do for auntie with her three kids, a dog, and, and, and these bills, you know? But I have found it that some of these young guys like chivalry does still exist mm -hmm. and i would expect a guy that's almost damn near 50 that's going to open the door for me See. that's going to bring me flowers that's going to tell me nice things like gas me up let me know i'm the shit because i need to hear that sometimes <laughs> you know and you got these little young guys they want to put auntie up there like auntie you fine auntie let me auntie here go a flower do you know what this flower mean auntie what do we mean baby Auntie just be like, he auntie be glowing. Oh, that's Listen, what you mean. You know, somebody that appreciates and values. I think social media has created an illusion that people are so disposable. Mm. And that's why it's so challenging in the dating arena. And that's so far from the truth because you're not gonna, you, you don't. You, there are some people that you will meet that will be once in a lifetime people. True. You know, but I think social media has this, has created this illusion that people are disposable because I can easily assess, you know, you got 5,000 people. You do not know them damn 5,000 people mm, that's on your friends list. You know, you don't know 3,000 of them. <laughs> you may know 50, anywhere from 50 to 100 right. in real life, you know? And so I think because of that, it has created like this illicit ego that makes people not value connections the way we used to value connections. True. And then also, you know, with social media, they put up these facades. Mm -hmm. And you thinking, okay, well, this is how he... And then when you get the real deal, you'd be like, uh-uh, now you ain't shit. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all a funny story. <laughs> I met someone. I was actually on Facebook dating, right? Mm -hmm. I took that down because that does not work for mm -hmm. me. Not that cool. But I was on Facebook dating, and I met this guy, really sweet guy, Um. At first, I was a little hesitant with accepting his um, his interest towards me because he had like a security guard uniform on. But I didn't want to like you know down discriminate because of that because yeah. you you meet people where they are, but that doesn't mean that they're gonna stay where you meet them. True, right? true. And so, um, I of course gave him a chance. And so we exchanged numbers. We had some really great conversation. I mean, some intellectual conversation. Me, I'm a, I love, you know, I want to know what's the last book you read, things like that. I want to see where your mind is at. Mind stimulation. Yes. And so we had all this really great conversation. And so um, he kind of was taking me too fast, which kind of threw up red flags to me. So after maybe about, 
two weeks of us just talking on the phone, he tells me, <laughs> he told me that God told him I was his wife. Mm. And so I said, <laughs> I said, well, I talked to God too, and he has not given me the memo. You know, he and I have a really good relationship. Like, I'm his girl. We are connected. And so um, he had on his profile that he, you know, he was a preacher and he preached and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so he started telling me that he was a pastor of a church. And so I said, well, where do you pastor? And so he told me that he had two churches that the people come and fellowship and that he was the pastor of these two churches. Mm. And so he's painting this, this <laughs> facade for me. He painted this congregation, though, honey. As though I'm about to be like his first, first lady. lady. <laughs> so this con congregation. And you know, y'all pray for me because my toxic trait is <laughs> I know when you full of shit. And then I just go along with it because I want to see what I, I'm ready to get to the kiki moment. So I can read you your right. So and send you yeah, on your and, way. I, and I need to stop doing that. <laughs> so we had this conversation. So I said, well, send me one of your preaching sermons because I would like to hear your message. I said, well, your church in um, Pearland, where, what's the address? I'm going to come and hear you preach. And so he was telling me, you know, I'm not a judgmental preacher. You know, I see you like to have you a cocktail, you know, just because you go out with me, I wouldn't expect you to not have you a drink because I drink too. I go to Zydeco places. I said, well, you a different kind of pastor. <laughs> <laughs> he one of them new millennial pastors, huh? I said, boy, you a different kind of pastor. Yeah. And so we're talking and so he sends me this preaching sermon, but it's like from like 2018 but I'm listening and the people are introducing him as a deacon so I'm like so he must don't know I go to church for real mm -hmm. like I'm part of church for real I just you know I'm just not religious I'm spiritual Yeah. and so I, I listened to the message the sermon it was you know I, I didn't feel the anointing or anything but I listened to the message and so I messaged him and I said well you don't have like that was a really old one of your older season messages can you send me another message and so at this point I kind of know he lied I didn't tell my friends they laughing about it <laughs> you know Runday was like child he lying he ain't no pastor no church he want to be a pastor mm -hmm. and so we're googling now me and my friends we're googling we're background checking trying to see is there any data saying that he's this pastor of this church in pasadena when mm -hmm. nothing comes up that he's the pastor his brother's the pastor mm. so i said oh, okay and so um i confront him with this new information but before i confront him he sends me a he sends me like a, you know how Facebook lets you send the voice note? Mm -hmm. I asked him to send me another sermon, mm -hmm. and he recorded himself doing a voice note sermon, and he sent it to me on Facebook. So I'm like, okay, I just came with him, Lord. And so when I asked him, I said, I looked that information up, and unfortunately, it doesn't say that you're the pastor. It says that your brother is the pastor. Baby, he switched on me so quick. 
and went to telling me that I had no business trying to investigate him and what kind of woman am I that I need to learn how to let a man be a man and let uh let him basically telling me to allow him to tell me what it is he's telling me. And if he's telling me that God said it, I need to just roll with it. And I need to like know my place in other words. Mm. And so I said, you know, anybody that would be willing to lie on God, mm. lie on who, how you serve God, I'm really not even interested in any of that. I said, could you please do me and you a very huge favor? Take me out of your contacts. Mm. Don't call my phone anymore. Um, I'm going to go ahead and delete your number, but this is where I get off and I, I don't want to have any more communication from you. But this man really was trying to sell himself to me as he had a congregation in Pearland and in, um, your brother had the anointing, Connecticut, Con two churches. He, he told me we, was, he told me we was going to fly out of, out of the state to go to be his, uh, with his other congregation. Mm. Mm-mm. We got to, I got to sit on that one. So for 2022, 2022, the lies you tell yes. when it comes to dating, I'm going to need you to let that go. Because mm -hmm. we don't need no lies. The one thing I think that some men don't recognize when it comes to women, a woman is so nurturing and loving. She will really work with you where you are yes. when you are your authentic self, when you are your truthful self like yeah. this man sold me all kind of lie and i didn't even ask for him i said he was volunteering me shit. right i'm the type of woman i'm gonna build you up i'm gonna build you up and get you where you need to be so you can be the man that i need you to be for me you know and if you wait a minute sis so you want a project i had one i don't want no more projects i had a project but moving forward in my new season you got to check on my boxes because auntie is auntie knows her value and what i bring to the table so what are deal breakers for you? Deal breakers for me are, I need you to be family oriented. Mm -hmm. I'm family oriented. I have three daughters. And I mean, and, and I would actually prefer a man that has his own children already. Cause yeah, I'm, because at this, at this stage of the game, I'm not having any children. Kingston mm -hmm. is my baby. Mm -hmm. I really would prefer a man that doesn't have a bunch of small kids. Mm-hmm. Because that means I would have to be mother like all over. I would prefer Kingston to be the baby. Mm -hmm. But if they had a small child, they need to be, it needs to be one small child. And everybody else needs to be about their grown business or damn near out the door. Because mm -hmm. I can't do it all over again. I want to get to the place to where we're able to enjoy one another. Right, right. Because I'm not, auntie not birthing no more babies. I'm just not doing it. Um. I prefer them to have their own children. Be family oriented, though. I like to go on family trips. As I said earlier, I do work better as a unit. Mm -hmm. um, I like to go on family trips. I, I told a gentleman, he asked me, what are your plans when you retire? I said, you know what? When I retire, my kids is grown. I want to relax and travel. I don't want to be able to take my grandkids on trips, you know, when they out of school and give them back to their parents. Like, that's where mm -hmm. I'm at. I'm not trying to have no more little small babies roaming around. I want to have my little grandbabies and give them back to their mamas when I'm done. With Listen, because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I still be in shock sometimes that I have a six-year-old. <laughs> I literally be in shock sometimes that I have a six-year-old. But yeah, I, I had to reassess it. I'm like, okay, 
I don't want to invest my time, my energy, and my effort. And he has these three or four little kids. And I know I'm not about to be invested in these three or four little children. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to play with you, sir. Mm-hmm. All your time. I, I don't I don't want to misguide you, mislead you. Or your baby mamas. Or your baby mamas and all of that type of stuff. Yeah. I let can't. me let that go. Because, yeah, I, I'm a handful of my own. Mm-mm. So yeah, the 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 whole family orientated orientated thing is a big thing for me, um, and finances. Yeah, like I've worked very hard to get my credit to where it has to be. Um, I've always been the one in the relationship that had to go out and go get it. I, I don't want to go out and go get it no more. Mm-mm. And I'm not saying I'm a gold digger and I want to sit back and let my it's man not, do everything. It's not about being a gold digger. It's about having your standards and knowing what it is that you bring to the table. Like, this dude had act, this dude asked me online. He was like, what you bring to the table? I'm like, I bring me. Like, I, I'm, right. I want to partner and be in alignment with someone that at least match my energy. It, here it is. Match my energy. God damn it. If I'm going to work and I'm working two jobs, you need to be working two or three. You know, like that part. Mm-hmm. Like it's and I'm not saying, and, and you know they always say it's 50 50. No, no, it's a hundred and a hundred. I'm gonna give you my all and I want you to give, give me, me your, your all, all as well. Right. You know, and that's that that for me is a big thing. Like I need you to be able to go to work. You know, if I can go to work and, and buy the bacon and bring it home, if I can go out, buy the bacon, come home fried and make you three damn meals with that bacon. I need you to match my energy, you know, and, and it's, it's just teamwork. It's what's going to mm-hmm. make it work. I mean, it can't be one person going out doing everything and then coming home, making the home the home too. Mm-mm. Like that's not going to work. And see, that's what I have a problem with. Cause I've met guys that's like, you know, they want you to clean up. They want you to cook. They want you to do all of this stuff. And for me, me being this woman that is like, I'm an entrepreneur, like I recently started a, a second business. And so I have my domestic side. I have that side of me that's willing to cook. I have that side of me that's willing to clean, but I don't want it put on placed on me like a mandate. Like why can't we hire somebody to clean the house? Why can't, because I do from time to time, I use a cleaning service from time to time I clean up. But if I don't feel like it, the cleaning service can do it. When can we, if we're doing all this working and grinding and all of this, when are we going to have time to enjoy each other if the other portion of our relationship is about domestic tasks Mm -hmm. and things like that? Why can't we, if if we're coming together where I'm already on my own, I do this by myself, right? And then I partner with somebody. I'm, I want a partner that aligns with where I'm at because now we can maximize one another. And because of what we bring to the table together, I don't look at it as, oh, because somebody said it's lazy when you don't want to clean your own house. No, it's not. No, You're creating not. a job for someone else. Like, what is it to give somebody $15 an hour? They shouldn't be in your house no more than three hours. And you're working smart, And you're working hard. smart, not hard. Like, we do not have to... That's the shit we I want to say that we need to give up. Let's give let's let that shit go of thinking we need to build the house that Madil built. Madil had to do everything on her own. Madil had to cook. Madil had to wash the clothes. Madil had to take care of all of the kids. Madil had to do 
the 99 jobs that she did. And Muddy was running around with hypertension, high blood pressure. Her health was failing her. And she had tremblings in her hand, all kinds of stuff. We are in an era where we don't have to do it the same way that Muddy and them did it. So why do we keep pushing the narrative of saying that this is how we need to build our households? That's the part I don't get. Mm -hmm. And so whoever ends up with me, I need him to understand that. That your your drawers not gonna be dirty, sir. But I'm not gonna probably be the one to wash them. <laughs> <laughs> but right? you're gonna have some clean drawers right, put on your ass. Right, right. And I'm gonna continue to have my businesses grow, and we're gonna prosper. That's right. So, just that type of stuff when it comes to relationships or relating to others, it's just it's a work. All of it is a work. Um, yes. And it's a work and compromise. It is. It is. You have to be able to willing to compromise for your significant other. Even if, <clears throat> let's say, you don't hire a cleaning service. If you know your wife been grinding all week and working all hard and she's normally the one that cooks and cleans, surprise your wife when she, or, or your girlfriend or whatever, your significant other, and you do it. Mm -hmm. Just because she's the woman doesn't That's mean that the, the woman. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't that. get that. Doesn't mean that the woman has to always do the cooking and the cleaning. Before she was your woman, who was doing your oh, cooking, cooking and your cleaning, cleaning for you? You was. And man, that was another thing that I liked on um, Best Man um, Final Chapters. The um, I can't think of the characters' names right now, but she was the one that was the stripper. Candy. Yes. Candy, Candace, Candy. Can yeah, her and her husband. Mm -hmm. So they were having a conversation where they both had made plans. And so she was like, I made plans. And he was like, no, you, how you just going to put the kids off on me? I have plans too. Mm -hmm. You should have checked in with me. And she was like, well, I need my co-parent to show up. We think co-parenting is something that you do when you split up. No, co-parenting is something that you do as a collective together, whether you are together or apart. Right. You both are co-parenting. But for some odd reason, our men automatically assume that it is the woman's responsibility when it comes to the kids. When it comes to school, it's mm -hmm. the woman's responsibility. When it comes to the care of the kids, it's the woman's responsibility. When the child gets sick, it's the woman's mm -hmm. responsibility. No. We we went, why they talking about half on the baby and all this stuff? We went half on them kids. Y'all mm -hmm. quick to be like, push that off on that woman. You got some PTO? Listen. If, uh, listen, little Billy need to go to the dentist. I used my PTO time last time to take Billy to the doctor. Listen. You need to take Billy to the dentist. That's right. You it know? should not always be the woman's responsibility. Right. And, and women are sick and tired of that, fellas. Mm -hmm. We really are. Absolutely. Um, married and single moms are tired of that. And we want to let that shit go. And you need to, like she said, sign up and use some of your PTO to assist with that. But yeah, we, I don't understand why it's always the woman. I know. In my household, when I was married, I could be taking a nap. I'm going to tell y'all a story. I was so sick one day. I text my husband and I said, I'm so sick. I don't feel good today. I'm cramping and I'm tired. The response I got back was, yeah, I'm sick too. I don't feel good either. So the way I took it was, mm, I'm sick too. 
So don't ask me to do shit when you get home because I don't feel good and I ain't doing shit. I went home, sick, in the bed. I had to text my sister. Sister, I am sick. I can hear the commotion going on outside this bedroom. SOS. She came through the door. He was sitting there playing video games. Trash can was full of trash. Children running around out of control. My sister was like, what the hell is going on around here? Why are you playing that video game this trash full of my sisters in here dying? Why is the baby ain't got no clothes on? Why is this? Why does it take someone else to come in here and point out to you? Like, why, is you, why does it take your wife to hold everything together? And she can't, and it made me feel as if I can't even be sick. And that's like, and, and we as black women, this when it goes into overextending yourself and overwhelming, mm-hmm. you just be like, I'm sick. I got the flu. I got walking pneumonia, but damn it, let me get up and make the spaghetti and call and me kids. And I still together. gotta get these kids together. Right. Because you have no time to be, just be. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, you, moving forward, you know, I need, I need a helpmate. If you are my helpmate and we steering this boat and I'm, you're the co-captain, I'm a co-captain. We, we mm-hmm. gonna make sure this shit sails right together. We gonna do smooth sailing. If you see me over here drowning, throw me a life jacket and pull me up. Mm-hmm. Don't let me sit here and drown if I'm your co-captain. Co- Away time on my last breath before you extend a helping hand. Right. Because by then Just it's because like, I look like I can carry it all. You know, the the you know, they always say, you know, black women strong. We don't want to be strong all the time, all the damn time. No, I want to be I, weak. Listen, pick me up. And I want to be like a baby sometimes. I want to be very, very vulnerable yeah. and fragile, damn near. Mm-hmm. I want to be like a delicate flower that mm-hmm. you just have to be very, 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 so very careful right. with how you handle it. That's how I want to be. I don't want to be with an S on my chest. I don't want to wear a cape. I don't want to do all of the shit. That is expected of us to do just because we wear it well. We make the shit look easy. And so they auto assume it's easy and we can handle it. Or because she got it. She, she got, got it. it. She got it. And we don't got it all the time. No. Sometimes we don't say that. Mm-mm. But I'm always looking for someone to tell me, are you okay? What can I do what to can help I do you to help today? You? you know, and... What is it that you need? Mm-hmm. Is it anything that I can do to make your load a little bit easier? Versus waiting until she tells you she needs you. Right. Because some people can, them, some of the men, they can see that already mm, that just, you need. I ain't going to say shit, shit, she ain't said shit to me. <laughs> I'm going to just keep on rolling. Now, player, mm-mm. help me. That's right. Help me. 2023, help, help me. Help, help. <laughs> Assist. Okay. Yeah. Assist. They not winning championships out here by themselves. We're going to talk the talk that they understand. Mm. They're not out here winning championships by themselves. There's offense and then there is defense. Correct. And they work together as a team. So we need the team dynamic when it comes to the family unit. We mm-hmm. need the team dynamic when it comes to the care of the family unit. We need more than just, here's my portion on the bills. We need more than just, here's the money for the shoes. We mm. need more than just, 
here go the money for the school clothes. Sometimes you take your money and you go buy the school clothes. Because okay. we get tired of standing them long ass lines and everything else too. And then you got to haul them children with you to the store. Listen. <laughs> and they picking up something everywhere you go. Mama, then I get that. <laughs> mama, mama, mama. I was like, I won't change my damn name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. To super cool, high for dealing. Something they can't say. Just mama, 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 and like you said, those kids will follow you into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So brothers, we tired. We want to. We want to break. Absolutely. Yeah. Let that shit go. The the idea that we got it. Let it go mm-hmm. for twenty twenty two. And so this has been like a really good thing because we could just keep going and going and going, y'all. But I'm going to bring my sis back for another episode. You're going to come back for another of episode. Course, with me. Of She's course. She's going to come back for another episode with me. And so we want to wish you all a very happy holiday. Um, my prayer is that as you embark upon this new year, that you go into this new year with a new mindset a new vision, a new view on life, and that all of the old shit that you need to let go of, um, rather that be people, places, or things, that you release it and Mm. not take it with you into this next phase of your journey. Remember what we said earlier, don't be that bag lady or that bag man. Mm -hmm. And until next time, I'm your girl, Kenya Nicole, everybody's favorite big sis, and this has been an episode of On Your Shit Podcast. Love it! If you're interested in being a guest on the Own Your Shit podcast, feel free to send your information over to our email address at info at O-W-N-Y-O-S-H-I-T.com. That's info at ownyourshit.com.